Well, good morning. It is a fabulous Friday. I have my blues playing in the background. And for you guys that uh, are listening and know a little bit about Mr. Clarence Carter, that is who I am listening to. I was inspired this past Friday um, with one of the NFB's um, presentations that they had done uh, for the month of February for Black History. And on Friday, they actually had Mr. Clarence Carter himself as one of the speakers. And I have got to say, it was a joy for me. I absolutely have loved Clarence Carter since he was introduced into my life by my father, of course. <laughs> and, um, you know, as everybody knows, I absolutely love music um, 100%. And to be able to have a moment to hear his story and to ask him a question. I mean, honestly, I, I got to give it to Ms. Barbara Manuel of the NFB Alabama affiliate um, and her team, how well they work together and organizing and arranging things. I am so glad I had a chance to sit in and listen to a couple of the Zoom uh uh, presentations of their uh, black history uh, performance uh, it started off with a story uh, of a sister group uh, two sisters who uh, one was uh, raised uh, I think in England and she was white or she thought she she didn't know she had a black father where the other sister who uh, was clearly african-american who was raised by the father um, they you know learned about each other through their parents death and they met and so the african-american sister was showing uh, her her half-sister uh, about the heritage of music in the african-american community in alabama so that was so awesome how they presented that i have to give them a shout out this friday before I get to my uh, email question of the day. But again, oh my goodness, Mr. Clarence Carter. <laughs> so fabulous. You know, I had to ask him, was there any inspiration, uh, uh, inspirational woman that caused him to sing some of these songs that he sings? And um, even though a lot of people think it's a little... Um, Risque, I should say. I gotta say, my favorite song is uh, "Stroking." <laughs> so, but to hear that he is still doing his thing, and you know, he would have still been touring had I had COVID not hit, because they canceled a lot of his performances. But I, uh, I am just so amazed at how he keeps going. And I did not know that he was a student of the Talladega School for the Blind where I'm currently at right now. So that's another awesome um, fact that I just found out. So I just wanted to share that little tidbit with you guys and I will get to that question um, right now. So stay tuned for that. Well, our email question today basically has asked me how do I um, cook a full course meal it says um, Zipporah since I've been blind I've been limiting myself to cooking things in the crock pot um, in the microwave 
and I do a lot of eating out. I really would like to cook myself a full course meal and invite my family over to my house instead of me always going over to theirs to eat. Eating out has gotten really expensive and since COVID it seems like the food is not as good as it used to be. Can you please give me a couple of tips on what you do around the kitchen so that I can try to start cooking a little bit more? Well, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you've had any um, independent living training, but if you reach out to your um, Department of Rehabilitation in your area and talk to the independent coordinator, they can help uh, assist you with learning some things in your kitchen. Uh, I think that would be the, the best way to go about it uh, before just trying to um, cook on the stovetop or in the oven if you're not comfortable around your kitchen. But for me, uh, basically, I just use my my senses. Um, I use my sense of touch, my hearing, um, it, everything that you use on your regular mobility, I use in my kitchen. Uh, I set my kitchen up to where things flow. I don't have a lot of clutter all over my countertops. And um, I've been cooking I don't know probably since I was about 10 or 11 uh, <laughs> so when I lost my sight I just kept cooking I uh, just adapted the kitchen to work for me uh, I have learned a few tips along the way I'm still learning uh, especially right now in BEP I'm learning some new things on um, cooking especially like on the uh, big grill top uh, that I hadn't used um, but I listen to the sound of anything that's cooking um, Everything has its own sound, and once you get comfortable in the kitchen, you'll pick up on, you know, when things are done due to the sounds they make. Um, a lot of people use timers in their kitchen. Uh, I use a timer for certain things. I'm getting more comfortable with using timing because in certain areas, such as, like I said, uh, in the BP kitchen, you have that big um, fan above you, and so you can't really hear sometimes. And so it's good to have things timed and know how long something takes for it to be done. But that also comes with sensing it too. After you've cooked something for a, quite a while, you get comfortable and used to it. Uh, some people like using a double-sided spatula. Mm, I use that rarely. And that's uh, it's a spatula that has two sides, kind of like tongs. And you just scoop um close it down and then flip your burger over or something like that it works I think it works better for like maybe grilled chicken or um, steaks or something like that something that you can't smash when you kind of squeeze it together uh, let's see there's never anything wrong with the crock pot <laughs> I definitely love that when I uh, make my um, red beans and sausage but uh, let's see what else can I say? Um, 
pre-chopped. I, I do a lot of pre-chopped uh, items only. Um, it's not because of blindness, honestly. It's because of convenience. You know, um, I'm a quick... If I can get it done, <clears throat> the quicker I can get it done, the better. So, uh, sometimes if you're not good with chopping, they have a lot of pre-chopped and pre-cut items in the store. So, you can purchase those. Uh, that helps out with the cooking. But basically, honestly, if you've uh, cooked before, it's the same thing. Um, you can feel the heat from the stove. So, you know where your, uh, your burners are to set your pots and stuff on. Uh, when it comes to straining, just... Uh, you know it's easier to get uh, one of those pots I have a pot that for pasta or something like that and the lid locks on it so you can turn it completely upside down and drain it without having to use a strainer so something like that uh, might benefit you uh, and as far as like pouring liquids and things like that some people use a liquid indicator I have used those in the past um, again I use my senses because if you're pouring into uh, styrofoam cups, pla uh, paper cups, plastic cups, even glasses, depending on what the liquid is uh, or how thick the glass is, you can feel the temperature of the glass changing. So if you're pouring something cold into a cup, you'll feel it, you know, cool. Um, you can also hear it and the sound changes as it's filling up. So you'll know when to stop. It, you don't have to stick your finger in it. Some people do. If it's your cup, I mean, so, so be it, go for it. Um, but if you're serving a bunch of people, I don't think they want your finger um, in their cup all the time. So um, learn to, um, you know, work with your senses. I always say that. And so um, I think that's about it because, you know, I'm trying to shorten things. <laughs> so I hope that's enough to get you started. Um, again, reach out to your local um, Department of Rehabilitation for Independent Living. And before I go, though, I have to give a shout out again to the Alabama affiliate. They started their um, state convention on Wednesday. Uh, I attended their rookie roundup since I am new to Alabama. I also attended a couple of meetings yesterday. Um, as we all know, with Zoom, there are some glitches, but I will say they handle them quite well. I do appreciate the, the fact that they have uh, an area where you can just go and if you forget the codes, they'll swing you over to the room you want to go to. So um, hats off to uh, the ladies that were working in that room, uh, Jennifer, Tamika, uh, Latricia, you guys did an awesome job. Um, I hung out for a little while. Uh, the AT, uh, I, I went and, and spoke with uh, Colin and Doug and they... Uh, told us a few things about that. They had some great speakers um, on the 3rd as well as the 4th. It is continuing tonight, Saturday, and I believe half of Sunday. I got to look at my schedule again. <laughs> but if you have not had a chance, go to nfbal.org, and I believe you can still click on their link so that you can check out some of the, the Zoom um, uh, meetings that they're having. Uh, they're going to have a game night as well, uh, a game opportunity. And um, so there, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of information. Um, the merchants meeting, I absolutely love that. Again, um, I ask questions. <laughs> so, um, and you guys missed a, a great uh, AT pr presentation as well. So don't miss out on this. If you happen to have uh, some time, check it out. Starts at like 6 p.m. each night. Um, 
So, okay, that's it for today. You guys have a wonderful one, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye.